It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on prize picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize picks is incredibly user-friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock-solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Taylor Blake Ward with Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Locked On Braves podcast. We are barely a day away, not even a full 24 hours, more like as of this recording, about 21 hours away from the first pitch of the new 2020 spring training season for the Atlanta Braves is there's a little bit of baseball going on around today. So if you're really just hard up for baseball, you can watch some spring training today. We do know who's going to start tomorrow. Finally, it looks like Felix Hernandez, the newest Brave, will be given the first opportunity in spring training of 2020. Not too surprising. The Braves need to figure out what exactly Felix has at this point. Uh, and again, what you see in spring training is obviously shouldn't be expected to be what you're going to see to start the season, especially not in the first game of spring training. But it's going to be good to to see Felix Hernandez and kind of get a feel for maybe what type of pitcher he is now. I've been digging in on this a little bit because anybody who's thinking Felix Hernandez is just going to come around and be 2014 Felix Hernandez, that's not going to be the case. That's not him anymore. Just looking at his numbers through fan graphs, you can kind of take a look at his pitch velocities and how well he's performed. Since 2014, he's started to crater. Father Time hit him pretty hard, particularly with his fastball, which up until 2014 was his best pitch, uh, was a very good fastball, would sit around 93 and a half to 94 miles an hour. Since that point, he's now down about four miles an hour on his fastball. It has become a negative value pitch. Uh, I believe it was negative 20 a couple years ago, which is uh, horrible. But this is kind of what happens to power guys as they get older. 
they have to find a new way to get batters out, and it just wasn't happening for him in Seattle, as last year they actually had to bite the bullet and send him to the bullpen. Uh, but a place like Seattle, where Felix had been Felix for so long, that was never really the right place for him to kind of reinvent himself. There's too much going on there. There's too much history for him to, to really come out and, and make all these wholesale changes. A place like Atlanta is a good place for him to try some new things, uh, try to do the Anibal Sanchez or the Aaron Harang, uh, Aaron Harang thing. The Braves have had good luck with, with pitchers towards the end of their career having a rejuvenating year here in Atlanta. Uh, obviously, that's what you're hoping for with Felix. He's not a 94-95 guy anymore. He's going to hit around 90 mile an hour, maybe 91. It's going to be very similar to Julio Tehran, and I, that's kind of what I expect to see from him. I think you're going to see a guy that relies a lot more on his off-speed pitches than you would have been led to believe previously. So I don't think this isn't Felix as in he's going to have this huge year and come back and be your number one starter. If Felix can hold down, say, you know, an ERA right around three, anywhere from three, eight to four, two, five, I think you're fine with that. If his FIP can kind of float between, I don't know, maybe between four twenty five and and right around three, seven, you're happy with that. If he's a guy that can just give you consistent innings. I think that's that's going to be the key because that's one thing that the Braves are going to be looking for to solidify on the back end is just somebody that you can count on to go out there every fifth day and at least give you an opportunity for this offense to win you a game. Uh, the biggest thing for Felix Hernandez and probably the biggest reason why he's cratered the way he has has been the home run rate. As uh, home runs have started to skyrocket off of him, this is something that he was very good at limiting early in his career as he was Quite honestly, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball for a long, long time and just went underappreciated because he was on some really bad Mariners teams. But this is something that Felix kind of has to adjust to. He's going to have to learn to keep the ball in the ballpark. And giving up a lot of home runs in Seattle doesn't make you feel great, especially when you consider that Atlanta is a much better hitter's ballpark than Seattle. But as far as you know, what, what I'm hoping for, I'm hoping you get a rejuvenated year from Felix Hernandez. He's a great guy to be able to bounce ideas off of. He knows a ton about pitching and a ton about movement. He knows a lot about a lot of things. And he, Him and Cole Hamels paired up with a lot of these young guys like Soroka and Freed and Newcomb and all these young guys. That's a great thing to have off of the field. You just need the on-field product to be good enough to allow him to stay on the squad so these guys can benefit from his knowledge. And I... I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to bet that Felix comes out and, and has a rejuvenation, a 2014-type season. I'm not going to say that he comes out and pumps out a five-war season. Uh, I think as long as he's you know between 1 and 1-7, I think I'd be happy. You know, It's not great, but for somebody who was negative value last year, just to sit around a positive war, be around 1 to 1-7, one I, I think that would be... Just, I think that's as much as anybody should really ask for from him. Uh, again, I'm not sure what the plan will be once Cole Hamels comes back. But as long as Felix doesn't come out and absolutely get obliterated in spring, there's a chance he's going to end up having this job come the opening uh, come opening day. I mean, it's, it's more than likely he's going to be the fifth starter in whichever role. Uh, I think even one of the young guys, whether it be Newcomb or Bryce or, or Kyle Wright or Tukey, I think they would be placing four in the rotation until Cole Hamels is back. But speaking of Cole Hamels, he will be reporting to spring training tomorrow as well. So we'll get Felix to start the game. Cole Hamels will, will head back to the team and start doing some more rehab work, see when he can be readily available. It's just going to be nice to be able to, to actually watch a Braves game again or at least listen to one, something that we haven't gotten the chance to hear for a long time. But the way last season ended, we're ready for something new, and, and goodness gracious, Braves fandom is, is about to tear itself apart, Just what happens every single year as we get close to this time. People are ornery. It's almost like uh, 
it's almost like you you've been in withdrawals for so many months and you know that it's finally back so everything starts taking on a higher tone and getting worse but I'm excited for the games tomorrow. I'm excited for spring training to really get underway as the Braves get to uh, play around in Northport. If you've been paying attention at all, you see Ronald Acuna today uh, blasted what has been said on Twitter about 25 home runs in his BP. He had 11 straight opposite field homers. Uh, looks like he's totally dialed in, excited to see what Acuna does in year three. But we're going to get to our fantasy minute here. And sponsored by League Commission, by the way. And our fantasy minute today shouldn't be a surprise who we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Max Fried. Now, I know what you guys are always thinking. Oh, there he goes, talking about Max Fried again. There's a reason why I like talking about Max Fried. It's because Max is a guy that I really do believe is the most talented, has the highest upside, I'll say. The highest upside arm in the system. He's a guy whose stuff is absolutely off the charts. Uh, he's got a good body size. He's tall. He's lanky. He's got high velocity. He can pump 98, 99. I believe he hit 100 at one point last year as well in the Twins game. He's got an absolutely amazing curveball. Last year, his slider, which is the first year he threw it, turned into one of the best sliders in baseball. He's a guy that just knows how to... He's just got great stuff. I'll, I'll say it like that. And I, I, he's not the same type of pitcher as Mike Soroka, where Soroka, I'm pretty sure, came out of the womb being able to pitch and to pitch really well. And to, He came out of the womb with a three-war floor. Uh, Max has a little bit more variance. I believe Max will end up being the better pitcher of the two. Not to say anything bad about Mike Soroka. That's just how much I believe in Max Freed. I believe Freed will end up being the best pitcher in this Braves rotation as long as he manages to stay healthy. But for 2020, while I am I am expecting a jump from Max Freed, another year of working with that slider and that cutter, uh, he's adding a changeup this year, which I think is going to be the key pitch for Max Freed as far as whether or not he's going to develop into an ace or not. Max having a full year being a starter under his belt now. He he made most of his starts last year. He kind of put the blister issue behind him a little bit, something that I think the juice ball might kind of help him with a little bit because the seams might be a little bit lower, uh, despite what Major League Baseball says about it. But Max is a guy that when you look at what he can do, you start salivating. But the question is not what can he do. It's what should you expect him to do. And if you're a fantasy owner, Max Freed is your best shot for a Braves pitcher to average 10 strikeouts per nine. I do think he'll do that this year. His stuff is just too good. Uh, a lot of the things with Max, a lot of the problem with Max last year, if you want to call it a problem, really was, you know, running out of gas in the sixth inning. And that's more of a product of not having a lot of innings on his arm as a guy that wasn't starting a ton. He'd been in the bullpen for most of his big league career. Uh, really didn't have a ton of minor league experience. He kind of jumped straight to the majors from double A for a short time and kind of floated around a little bit. I expect him to be a lot more consistent as far as carrying his stuff later into games this year. Set a new career high in innings pitched, obviously, but pitched really well towards the end of the season. Uh, really, really just a fantastic pitcher. One of my favorite guys to watch. I love his demeanor on the mound. I love his little... I, I kind of just love the way he throws the ball. I love his thought process. He's a guy that kind of pitches backwards. You know, it's not common in today's day and age where you see a guy intentionally throw curveballs high. Max will because it works off of his fastball because his fastball happens to be his worst pitch. So I'm looking for that fastball to kind of take a step forward this year, whether he turns it into a cutter full-time or, or maybe turns it into a two-seam, I don't know, uh, but maybe tries a little bit something to, to kind of fool hitters a little bit more because that was his bad pitch last year. If he does actually add that changeup and it is a usable changeup, that's going to help his fastball immeasurably. So if you're a fantasy owner, if you're a dynasty league guy, I would lock down Max Freed immediately. If you're in a standard league and you're trying to find a place to target Max Freed, he's not going to have the same name cachet as you know Max Scherzer or Jacob DeGrom, and he shouldn't. He's not at that point yet. But if you're talking about you know, getting somebody in the fifth, sixth round, somebody that, you know, could be your number three starter on your squad, Max Freed would be an excellent under-the-radar guy, as I do believe he's poised for a big breakout this year. 
Speaking of big breakouts, when we come back from break, we're going to take a look at one Dansby Swanson and why I think this year might actually be the year for the young Brave shortstop. Stick around through the break. When we come back, we'll talk about that and a little bit more coming up right here on Locked on Braves. New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom. Cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. What kind of sports fan are you? Whether you're a, a casual, a, a guy that tweets about sports all the time, a beginner, a diehard fan, a saber nerd like myself, a smack talker, uh, a guy that, that just likes to dip a little bit like the appetizer, if you're a guy that couldn't care less, or if you're a guy that's uber competitive about everything, we all have our place in the sports world. Those same types of personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commission exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. They match managers to leagues as they lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as a sign-up. All you do is put your preferences in, you get matched, and you approve of that match before any commitment on your end. So you can make sure that League Commission did the job right, that that league that you're about to get into is the perfect one for you. All you have to do is to sign up with League Commission by February 29th. You receive 15% off by entering the code Locked On in the reference by section on the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up using that code, they're going to get their first match for free. I'm going to say that again. All you have to do is sign up a league commission by the end of February. It's a leap year, so by the 29th, you get 15% off by entering our promo code locked on. You just go to the referred by section on the signup form. Put in locked on there, and the first 25 people who use that code, they get their first match for free. That means you get the best experience for you as a fantasy sports fan, whether you're a beginner, whether you like to go super deep dynasty leagues, whatever. League Commission is going to do the work for you to ensure that your fantasy experience is the best one possible. So what are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com. Here to talk about one of my favorite players, Ronald Acuna Jr., and the rest of the Atlanta Braves is your host and my good friend, Dylan Short. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's Locked On Braves, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. You know where to find us, so we're not going to go ahead and tell you all the places. But just know, any type of podcast network that you prefer to use, you can find Locked On Podcast Network and all of your favorite shows wherever, helping you be the fan that you want to be. So I told you before the break, in this segment, we're going to take a look at Dansby Swanson and why I expect 2020 to be the year that he finally breaks out. Now, if you guys are familiar with me at all, you know that I'm... Not exactly what would be described as the largest Dansby Swanson fan in the world. I've been very critical of him in the past. Uh, I feel with good reason. I feel like he's a guy that, that you know, came in with some different expectations and people kind of overrated him a little bit. But when you look at a lot of the adjustments he made last year, it doesn't show up in his war values where he put up a one and a half war season uh, in 127 games. So roughly probably looking somewhere around a two, 2.3 war season had he played a full year. He actually had more at-bats than he did in 2018, but somehow posted a, a, a worse war. Mostly it was his defense taking a step back. I actually think 2019 was a very big year for Dansby. Not just, not, not just because he actually kind of avoided injury for a fair bit of time, but uh, while it may have been the least amount of games he actually played, I felt like he took a big step forward in 
his actual ability. I never bought into his 2018 defensive season. That was more of an outlier season than anything. He's not a guy that's going to be Angleton Simmons at shortstop, but he doesn't need to be. I've said this before on on the Platinum Sombrero, and I've probably said it on here before, and I'm sure I'll say it again. What Dansby's best quality as a defender is that he makes the plays that he's supposed to make. He doesn't make many errors at the ball sit at him. He's got soft hands. He's got an accurate arm. He's going to make that play. Turns a very pretty double play. He's very fluid. He's not the rangiest. You know, he doesn't have the best instincts in the world, and uh, on other teams he might be playing second base, but for the Braves, he works out with what they do with their pitching staff, where there's a lot of ground balls generated by the Braves pitching staff, uh, and you don't necessarily need guys that make all the flashy plays. It's nice to have those. It's nice to have Francisco Lindor or Angleton Simmons, but more important, because those are, are much less common plays, the more important thing is a guy that can make the routine play, especially when you've got guys that give up ground balls or have like uh, anywhere from 45 to 49% ground ball rates, having a guy that can field his position consistently and, and make the plays he's supposed to make nearly every time is a big deal. I talked about it in the lead-up to the playoffs uh, against the Dodgers, why I thought the Braves had a, a substantial advantage against the Dodgers because the error runs per game for the Braves last year was so good, and Dansby's a big part of that. I'm not ever going to tell you that Dansby's going to be an elite top-five defensive shortstop. That's just not his game. But what he is, is a guy that plays a very solid shortstop. He's a guy that, that's a little bit of a bigger guy. He's not, he's not tall. There's a lot of big, tall shortstops now, but he's a, he's a good, thick guy. He's fast. Uh, he's, he's a guy that runs base as well. And more, than, more importantly, he's a guy that has good bat speed and translates that to good power. He's a guy that hit 17 homers last year in 127 games. So you got to figure if he plays a full slate, he's probably closer to 20, probably closer to Ozzie Albee's number of 24. Uh, his strikeouts are over 20%, but they're under 25. They're always consistent year to year. He's never had a year where he's been under 21.8, but he's also never had a year where he's been as high as 23.5. Uh, his his walk rates stay very consistent, anywhere from uh, anywhere from 8% to about 10.5%, so that's always good to see. You could, you could see his OBP climb a little bit. It'd be nice to see. People talk a lot about his BABIP last year. Really, it's just in relation to how hard he hits the ball. A lot of his seems to be Marcelo Zuna luck, where he hits the ball really, really hard, but hits it right at people a lot of the times. His BABIP is actually 300. That's not a bad BABIP. That's only, uh, that's only one single point off of his career BABIP line. But he's, you know, slugging over 400 last year. I think that was the big step for Dansby, was turning a lot of those singles into doubles and homers, belting out 17 homers, and hitting a lot of them to right center field. Opening up his stance allowed him to let the ball travel a little bit farther, which is one of the things that we talk about with Austin Riley. Dansby allowing that ball to travel farther allows his hands to do the work instead of him having to try to to bring his hands in on an inside pitch or get fooled on the slider quite as often. You know, he was still technically an... an a below-average offensive player, 92 weighted runs created plus. But I look for that to take a step forward this year. Uh, now that he's got another season under his belt of working with Seitzer and kind of incorporating the new stance and the new bat and things like that, the biggest thing that's been holding Dansby back has been the injuries, whether that be his heel, whether that be his elbow, whether that be his wrist, whatever the case may be, he always seems to come down with some sort of nagging injury. And it's always worried me that he might turn into like an AJ Pollock type player where he's constantly hurt with something or other. Uh, but I do believe 2020, should he stay healthy? I've got to go ahead and predict 2020 is going to be the breakout for Dansby. I think he can put up uh, anywhere from a two and a half to three war season. Uh, if he can kind of split the difference in his defense from 2018 to 2019, even if he can just play it at his 2017 level defensively, I mean, as long as he can get to that positive, def- uh, positive defensive player, he's made enough strides on offense to where he's going to be 
at least an average shortstop, slightly above average. I think he can. I think he can be a top twenty shortstop this year, maybe a top fifteen, right there around the halfway mark in the league. Uh, the Braves are very happy with Dansby. I know there's some other ones that we would take. Like if you told me I could have Francisco Lindor, I'd take him in a heartbeat. But I think that this is the year where Dansby kind of. I don't think he's ever going to live up to the one one status. I think that's more just he was never really a guy that was supposed to go number one overall until he had that big college world series. But he's a guy that can be a, a glue piece to this Braves team, if that makes any sense. He's not going to be your Ronald Acuna or your Ozzy Albies, but Dansby's a guy that's very important to winning as a team. He's a guy that does his job. He's a guy that can solidify the bottom half of the lineup, which is something that the Braves need to have. The longer your lineup can be, the better it can be. And if Dansby, whether he's hitting in the eight hole or the seven hole or the six hole, wherever they decide to hit him this year, I believe he's going to have enough pop and he's going to have enough OBP to where he's going to be a real threat down in the bottom of the lineup. I think he's going to be a, a big deal in that spot. I still think Ozzy's hitting second. Prevailing wisdom is still to have a, a switch hitter batting second and to have somebody in front of Freeman who can score from pretty much everywhere. Uh, but I think Dansby's going to play a very large role in what the Braves hope to do this season. And I think Dansby's a very big part of why I think the Braves can shock a lot of people this year. Just going by Pakota projections, which I've already told you guys I hate, but just going by that, you can see that nationally speaking, the Braves aren't viewed to be an excellent team. MLB Network doesn't pick them to to win the division. They're rolling with the Mets and the Nationals. They think the Braves are going to finish either third or fourth. I think a guy like Dansby is a guy who can just be solid. Everybody knows about Acuna and Freddie and Ozzy and Marcelo Zuna. It's the rest of the team that are going to determine just how good this Braves team can be because you have to have... You don't have to have superstars at every position, but you can't have glaring weaknesses. And I think this is the year where Dansby goes from being maybe a softer spot in the lineup and in the field, maybe a a point that pitchers can circle to saying, all right, we can get this guy. So I think this year he really solidifies his consistency. And that's always been my biggest thing with Dansby. He's, He's very inconsistent. When he's going well, he's crushing. When he's not going well, everything suffers. Now that he's got some time under his belt, he's entering his fourth year. I think this is I think this is a year where Dansby kind of knows who he is now. He can get incrementally better at the things that he's working on, but he doesn't have to go around and press anymore. The Braves like him well enough. They've made that very clear that they view him as their starting shortstop. We'll see if he gets extended soon. But he's one of these guys that the Braves can afford to keep around. Think think like a Jeff Blauser type. Um, I would say think like a Rafael Fercal type, but I think Fercal is better than Dansby will be. I think for people forget just how good Rafael Fercal was for a long time. Um, but Dansby's going to be one of these guys that's going to be a consistent figure on these Braves teams, and he's going to factor heavily into how well these teams perform. So I'm expecting a big 2020 from Dansby Swanson. Can't wait to see it get started. Tomorrow, 105 will be the first pitch. Felix Hernandez will take the bump for the Atlanta Braves in his first ever appearance in an Atlanta Braves uniform in the first ever game at Northport. So I know you guys are excited. I'm excited too. We'll be back on Monday to break down what we saw from the weekend and get our first real taste of baseball. So everybody enjoy your weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday right here on Locked on Braves. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.